Hey, everybody, welcome to Absolutely... Oh, no. <laughs> ah, that's what you get. Hey, everybody, welcome to Absolute Comics. I am Sal, and I'm joined today by the intrepid second fiddle, second banana, sidekick Dan. Dan is here, uber producer, and incredible host. Uh, we're so lucky to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dan, and filling in for Benny, who is busy right now, uh, but with port important marital uh, business. Very important. I've never heard get second into. banana. That's, oh no! Oh, that's I've, a I've never heard that, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, we are. Uh, we're going to be talking all kind about all kinds of com- uh, comic book news, comic book TV news that uh, Dan was uh, kind enough to scour the internet to pull up. But before we do, I want to mention that, of course, this show, like every show, is sponsored by Jew Fuel, and uh, you've used the code Comics at checkout. You can save yourself at least ten percent on your next order. Uh, so check out that uh, drink, which I have had and I enjoy. So I'm happy to shill for them. Why not? Um, let's jump into it, Dan. What uh, what's happening in the world of comics or comic book related media today that we can we can sink our teeth into? Oof. So the first one I've got uh, for us is the Flash on CW. Uh, we are finally getting a conclusion to the Flash next year with season nine. Just putting a bullet between its eyes, eh? It's it's honestly it's it's long overdue. This should have happened a while ago. I'm I am honestly kind of excited. One yeah. because Flash has not been great for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you finally have that true we are finishing moment, you can go all out. You don't have to go well, we want to save this for maybe a future storyline, or we want—we don't want to touch that in case we want to... No, you can just do anything and everything you want, bring in any characters that you want, kill whoever you want. It does not matter because this is the end. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm going to watch it. Or, well, I'm going to watch the first couple episodes. This past <laughs> season... This past season has not been good and did not really get my hopes up that this show is going to get good yeah but yeah but what are you going to do with yourself now that the show is ending and you're not going to have uh the starring role as the flash (laughs) well you know i've been i've been trying to weasel my way into uh into the movie scene hopefully i'll get more people on the internet to sign some some petitions Website or petitions to get me that <laughs> job because yeah yeah i'm telling you man i think uh grant gustin would do a decent job as johnny storm if if, uh, if marvel's not pulling him or if dc's not pulling him marvel johnny would be happy to I take him see that actually right? i everybody wants steve harrington and i'm like don't ruin him give him <laughs> le- let him at least do the season the last season of, of stranger things before we put him through the meat grinder that is the marvel cinematic universe um, right so did but you yeah. did you watch the CW Flash at all or a little bit? I watched the first season and I was like I, I couldn't. I, I was like this is this is fine. Like it, I got it, but it like in no way felt like the Superman and Lois show. In some ways, feels a little less like your traditional CW Arrowverse show. Right. Um, there were moments where you're like, okay, here we go. But by and large, it felt like it was trying to be its own thing, have its own identity. Uh, Flash felt like just another run-of-the-mill CW series with, like, here's your fun, colorful characters, and, you know, they're all gonna... Like, they all seem fun and silly, but I'll bet some of them have really dark secrets, or they're unhappy, or they're gonna, like, sleep with each other, or whatever. I I just couldn't... 
Also, the, uh, the the woman who plays Iris in the first episode, I was like, she is so terrible. Like, she was... I was like, this is a really bold move getting someone who literally can't act to be, like, your, your female lead of this show. And... I, I I remember saying that when the show debuted, and then people mm-hmm. being like, "How dare you! How dare you insult the actress whose name I don't know who played Candace Iris Patton?" Thank you, Candace yeah. Patton. Uh, but uh, I still stand by it. She's real bad. No, I she <laughs> she is <laughs> she's bad enough that in the second to last episode of this past season, she seemingly got killed. And I was so happy about it. <laughs> it's like, she's Iris. Like, yes. She's the lead. She's the one you want Barry to be with. And they're like, ah. It's, it, it literally, and then they start up the next one. They're like, oh, she didn't actually die. And we were just like, no. <sighs> Damn like, it. We almost got rid of her. But uh, <laughs> no, we're, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. Uh, like, I'm just excited to see how it ends because, like Flash, you said. like Flash yeah. and Arrow were the two main Arrowverse, like guiding shows. stars. Like they were, were the, the ones that they were, were the anchor. It. They they kept yeah they carried the show exactly. yeah. or they they carried the universe. Yeah, you know. So it's going to be interesting seeing how the Flash ends and how everything looks without them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if the Superman and Lois people knew about this prior because I believe. Uh, I believe at the end of this past season, they did actually like confirm that it's not the same universe. Yeah, like, they're so not them. in the Arrowverse. Which, if this is the news, it kind of makes sense why you would want to go. Let's just separate ourselves from that before any of that goes down. Is but. this the end of the Arrowverse? Like, is Flash the last one? Like, Supergirl's over, right? I think this is the last one because okay, I don't think Batwoman's still going. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, think, I think that Arrow's show's over done. Too. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, I think, is done as well. Yeah, I think this is going to be the last one. So it's, I mean, it's kind of nice that it is the last one. Nothing right. It's else not like is it's Legends on. Tomorrow, which is a little bit divisive. It's not like right. Batwoman is the last one where it's like, <laughs> just end it. Uh, where everyone later on is going to be like, no, no, no. It ended before that. We don't talk about Batwoman. Like, that one just doesn't right? exist. It's like yeah. the last season of Scrubs. We just ignore it. Please. Pretend it never yeah. happened. Absolutely. But, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see how they do it. I hope they give it, like, a good send-off. I really hope this isn't a, hey, we had this great property. It was great for a while, and we really just drove just it straight into it. the ground. It's a real shame. I I hope it has a good send off. If it is the last one, like if it's the end of the Arrowverse, I I mm-hmm. hope it's uh. I mean, it's an it's the end of an era. You know, this is for many people like their own MCU. Like this is like they you know, they had they had crises yeah. and invasions and whatnot. And it's like, dude, this is a big deal for it to be the the swan song for the Arrowverse, but. Uh, I kind of hope it's the end. Like, every time that another one of these shows came out, people were always like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best one. And then it would always be terrible. Like, it mm-hmm. it always go in the direction of, like, well, we got a lot of TV writers. They, they want to write about relationships. They can't make the show look good, but they want the money for it. I don't know. It just – it. I hope it's the end of an era. Like, I hope it's, like, right. this is the end. Like – that there is no more CW after this, much less that there's no more CW shows. 
Um, I genuinely hope it's like, all right, now let's start focusing on, you know, like not that HBO max has really given a great template or roadmap for what to do, but at least there's stuff like doom patrol and the Harley Quinn show, Mm -hmm. um, that are good. Like just, just good shows. There's no like season you have to skip in order to like it. You know, it's just, it's just doing what it wants to do. Um, you know, Superman and Lois is the only kind of like holdout, but like they said, they're trying very much to like distance themselves. And I think that's definitely indicative of the of the feeling that I'm having where it's like, just just stop. Like yeah. if you want to make superhero related media, you know, make it for the app. If you wanna move it to the shows, if you wanna move it to CW, fine, but like let people who make this like make this make it. Like don't bother, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah, hopefully they're going to give everyone, like, a good send-off. Like, they really yeah. kind of finalize all the characters. Maybe bring in some of the old ones. Maybe. Do you bring think in... Steve Amell's going to pop in? I know he hates I the show. Like, I, I know he's it. like, I, I hate see... everything about this, and I don't want to do anything, any, like, ever, ever again. Yeah, I could see, like, maybe, maybe him coming back for, like, a flashback episode or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think there's potential... For both directions with this final season yeah um but speaking of shows and different crossovers we had the mcu uh secret invasion synopsis comes out which teases mm. that the show is going to be a crossover event series spanning the marvel cinematic universe as the paranoia of an alien infiltration grips it what the hell does that mean like, i <laughs> like uh, the, the marvel cinematic universe is a crossover what does that mean i i feel like this is them kind of saying you know how like whenever we talked about the deadpool stuff and we made the jokes of hey what if like they showed scenes from other movies and then had deadpool doing something in the background yeah i'm wondering if this is them saying we're gonna do that but we're gonna show the scrolls in the different positions and who they were playing as and like manipulating situations because they were playing as someone else. I love that. That would be very, I'd be very okay with that. If it's like, like the way that secret invasion, the comic series happened where, and by comic series, I mean comic event Mm -hmm. uh, where they kind of like looked back and showed you who was who, when and how that fits into the secret invasion. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be so awesome, especially if it was like really well executed. Um, it would forgive the fact that we don't need like Chris Evans to come back or Robert Downey right. Jr. to do a cameo. And I, I, I feel like that'd be kind of wasting their cameos if you were to like shove them into a show that didn't get nearly as many cheers as all the other stuff in like Phase 5. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, by the same token, Secret Invasion's a cool concept and has terrific potential, even though we're kind of like in the multiverse era where it's like our main players are other realities, actors from other movies and like Kang. <laughs> so to also go, Oh, by the way, also scrolls. And like, this is messed up. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like almost an afterthought. I hope it isn't, but I also am worried that it's, it's going to be the, it's going to be like the age of Ultron where it's like, so then you remember that time that like a robot attacked everybody and then died. Like that has nothing to do with anything. He wasn't, you know what I mean? Like that's right. It, 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 it has no bearing on anything. Um, I, I don't know, but, I like that they're bringing in, you know, that Nick Fury's going to have a lot more to do. I, I like the idea that it's, like, linked in with the Captain Marvel Skrulls stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and it would be really cool to see some flashbacks to like all these different, you know, Avengers and yeah. other movies kind of thing. You know, like who else is a Skrull? Is Luis a Skrull? I don't know. Oh my God. See that, mm. see that's, that would be great. Like if we, you could very easily just like use scenes that already exist. Yeah. And then just continue it a little after and show, oh, it turned out that guy was a scroll, and then now he's talking to Nick Fury, who's like, perfect, we needed that to happen so that we can set this in motion so we yeah. can go and do this. Like, when I read this, like, I that's where my mind went, like, kind of a, they're going to really weave it in to make it make sense that they have been here all along. Yeah. Like, they have been here for a long time. It's not just, hey, magic. They're here now. Like, right. No, they've always no been there. No one questions it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I love this idea. And uh, do you have any theories about anyone who might have always been or have been, has been a Skrull for at least the last few appearances? Uh, I I feel like they there are – I can't think of, like, any specific names, but, like, I'm just thinking of different scenarios, and I feel like some of the people in WandaVision – that were like maybe working on Vision and like his corpse and stuff. Oh yeah. I'm wondering if some of them were scrolls kind of trying to get that technology or potentially maybe one of the science or science uh assistants in yeah. Wakanda. Oh. Yeah. Like like really show how deep they have gotten like in yeah. just everything on earth. Right, cuz it would be really cool to have the same level of infiltration that happened in the comics where it's like the Skrulls didn't just infiltrate like shield, you know, they mm -hmm. infiltrated Hydra and villain organizations and the Avengers, you know, like they, they infiltrated significant arms of like every, every corner of the Marvel universe had a Skrull in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I think they also tried to retcon that like the 50 state initiative that came out of civil war was actually the Skrulls idea. So they would have a Skrull implanted in every state um, that maybe sword itself is a scroll idea that they're like, no, we need to get this whole thing moving so that we can, cause there's no more shield. Right. So it's like, we yeah. need, well, we need some kind of organization that runs everything so that we can continue to run everything. Are the scrolls even doing it negatively? Are they bad guys? Do they consider themselves heroes? I know that uh, the, 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 the scroll empress who's like a religious fundy in the comics, I think she's in this. And I think it's the, uh, the theory was it's Amelia Clark. I don't know if that's still true, but uh mm -hmm. But I know Vernacki or whatever is supposed to be in the show. And uh, so I think that they are going to – it's like a sect of Skrulls who are kind of like believe the Earth is meant to be theirs. Um, the other thing that like could imply larger ramifications of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Skrulls only wanted Earth when they lost their homeworld to Galactus. Mm -hmm. So is Galactus going to eat their homeworld? Like, are we going to have a thing where they're like, well, we lost our homeworld. But, like, I think that they were already displaced in Captain Marvel. So they've already kind of been, like, you know, the alien trash of the galaxy, so to speak. Right. I mean, they could very easily, like, do it as one of those, like, just kind of not straight up say it, but like, oh, well, we lost our planet when a giant alien being ate, ate it. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we had to find somewhere to go. Because, like, then you get to use something like that and like just plant those seeds play i feel like that's what secret invasion the entire purpose really is going to be is just the planting of seeds in so many different parts of 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. That I, I I'm very excited. Were there any that too. Like, you are kind of hoping is a scroll, or you think I expect, might be? I, I expect Darcy to be a scroll because like she okay. has she seemingly has no bearing on the like world, but also is a beloved character, and so it would that. it would affect the world around it to make that work. Um, so I expect that to be a thing. Um. At least that's that's like a theory. If, if I had to throw out a character, I would hate for it right. to be like an Avenger. I don't want to see like Rhodey was a scroll the whole time or something like that. That yeah. Although that, it would be a great way to have to like retcon out his paralysis. Be like, oh no, Rhodey's been a scroll since before Civil like War. He, right. Like that's that a scroll that hurt himself. <laughs> see, and that that's the great part is like you could do that. You can many retcon characters or kind of reset some characters yeah. by just simply going no we we kidnapped that person we took their place they're currently in like this containment tube yeah and that would be a good way to okay right? i like that and like you get like because do we see we don't really see rody react to the death of his best friend tony stark really and uh it'd be kind of cool for him to like come out of the fog and be like well, we'll just call Tony, and it's like, oh, Tony friggin' died, man. Yeah. And it's like, for him to, like, actually, you know, because Don Cheadle's a good actor, to be, like, get him to really react to that for a minute, and really, like, focus on that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I like that idea. I like that a lot, actually. Right? You can get a, you can get a couple of, you can squeeze a couple of drops out of that, out of, out of that uh, papaya. Uh, but yeah, so, I'm, I'm hyped. I mean, I'm, I'm hyped, even though we haven't seen, like, any, we've seen a logo, and maybe, like, a picture of Nick Fury with a beard. Like, that's it. And yep. still, like, uh, yeah. I I mean, look, Nick Fury and, like, Samuel Jackson, like, he's such a good actor and is all, like, has also such, like, uh, sway in Hollywood and all of that that I feel like you can feel a little more confident in the show because I don't feel like he would be one to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to put my name on this terrible property. Like, he, <laughs> he would be one to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to do it this way. Yeah, because I mean the guy is Nick Fury at this point. Like, it's, right? Oh yeah, and he's happy no to separation. be Nick Fury. Like he he himself has said things like, "What was it? Uh, I'd rather do, I'd rather be Nick Fury than try and go for an Oscar at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather be Nick Fury until I die, than like try and you know chase that gold." And I'm like, "Cool, okay, you're still." You're still Samuel L. Jackson. Like you'll be remembered and revered. You're you're great. Give the man a lifetime achievement Oscar and just let him be Nick for the for for the next like ten years. Uh, I would love that. But uh, so that that show sounds pretty promising. Uh, Marvel did release the first clip of the She-Hulk show. Uh, I watched I'm not sure that. If you saw that? We've I got did. She-Hulk and the Hulk training on an island. It's just giving a quick look at kind of the relationship between the two and just that the Hulk is showing her how to be a Hulk basically and how to, the way that I got it was like how to control your anger and not become a villain in the eyes of the world. Yeah. Well, like I think I, the way I, I saw it, it looked more, it looked to me like um, he's trying to train her to like responsibly use her strength, you mm-hmm. know, because when it's, when he was Hulk, without banner it was just a rage monster and when he became like professor hulk or or you know smart hulk or whatever you want to call him 
uh, pre-Endgame, like during that five-year window, like it took him five years to like learn the body as Mm -hmm. Banner. And so he's seeing her inherit this strength and this new kind of persona, but also retain her identity. He's like, you're going to have to like learn like how to be a Hulk while also not being able to escape responsibility for your actions. Yeah. You know, cause like you're going to have to learn how to like hold cups and open doors, but also be a hero because there are so few of them, you know, or at least there we, we lost the ones that we can point to on a lunchbox. And so you're it now, you know, yeah. which is fun. Cause also of course she's like, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in being a hero. I just want to be a lawyer. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm down to watch that journey. I I am too. I, I will say I'm not super happy with the way that the characters look. Mm. I don't like, I feel like, I feel like they look too soft. And like, I, like when I think Hulk, I think like basically bodybuilder. Right. I think like super, super strong, very defined muscles. And neither of them had that. Like, I yeah. felt like neither Hulk or She-Hulk had that. And it kind of, it made it feel less like I was watching two Hulks talk to each other and more just a large green guy and a green girl talking yeah. to each other. I mean, that's what they've done to those characters at this point is just gone like, this is who they are. They need mm-hmm. to be more, like, relatable. I mean, like, She-Hulk should always feel like a a, a, a character talking who yeah. is who who very much retains their their identity um i think i think the reason is just simply universal isn't playing ball and marvel isn't interested in paying universal whatever it costs to get it like i think that the way marvel looks at the hulk they like we are happy to use the hulk but any significant changes to the hulk that would result in like a like a hulk centric story Mm-hmm. We're not interested in making without also owning it all. And so, yeah. like, the Hulk is going to be Mark Ruffalo for the foreseeable future. Like, it's just going to be this dude mo-capping the Hulk, you know, without there being any significant changes. Like, we're not going to see Betty show up in this show. Like, we're not going to get Liv right. Tyler to come back for this. You know, we were able to use General Ross because we needed, like, a militaristic scapegoat throughout the series and that was kind of a fun callback, but we're not going to do like Hulk. Because the thing is, there could have been at any point a sequence. Because General Ross, of course, was at odds with the Avengers until you know William Hurt's uh, passing, but also until like the the End Game kind of like derailed all other narrative you know journeys for the Avengers. Right. But uh, it could have been it would have been really cool in Civil War. Because of course Hulk's gone; he's on Sakaar, I guess, at that point. But like, though nobody knows that. For General Ross to talk to the Avengers, and he's given them a hard time about the Sokovia Accords and whatnot, for his main reason being, you all thought that the Hulk was a good idea to be on your team, and I hate that guy. Like, you don't get that Ross is a Hulk character who is obsessed with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He, that's, that's his whole personality, is hating Bruce Banner and wanting him dead. You don't get that in this universe outside of the one Hulk movie they made. So I, I feel like Marvel's like always very careful to like sidestep what could be a direct narrative Hulk story. And I, right. I, it's a shame because I think you could like, I'm not interested in seeing Hulk movies. I saw the one two really. 
and I was good. And if you had told me that halfway through the first Hulk movie, Iron Man shows up in the Veronica armor, I, I would have paid you double to see that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the kind of movie I'm interested in, is like Hulk by way of the Marvel Universe. But, you know, they can't do that. Or at least they can't make Hulk-centric films. And so we're kind of just stuck in this Hulk is Hulk is a beloved character who can't do anything terribly significant in the Marvel Universe because otherwise that could be considered a Hulk movie and we don't want to make that movie. Right. So do you think they'll... Uh... Do you think they'll use Hulk in the show outside of this island training? Because I kind of got the vibe that they were just going to go, hey, they're going to do this, and then she's going to leave, and he's just going to chill on this island because classic Hulk, he wants to be left alone. Right. Well, because we don't have, like... And we, we can't use him, really. <laughs> we don't know what to do with him yet. Like, Hulk will na- will naturally be in an Avengers movie, right? Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. But we don't know what that's going to look like, so let's just put him on an island somewhere. And I think you're right. I think that's exactly what we're going to do with him. I hope so, because I like She-Hulk stories divorced from Hulk. Yeah. I'm very okay with that. She's a much better character when she is her own character as opposed to a Hulk character. Totally. Absolutely. No, uh, and linking her with uh, with Blonsky, the Abomination, like I think that's great, and it's a great like like setup for her. But for me... She-Hulk has, for me as a comic book fan, She-Hulk has always been more of an Avenger than a Hulk supporting character, despite her name, her the derivation of her powers, and her connection with Bruce Banner. Like, I've always right. considered her more of an Avenger than, like, a Hulk supporting cast member. And uh, and, and honestly, so has Marvel. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, I'm okay with this. And, I, I, and uh, apropos of how they look and how they, like, move and stuff, in that one clip we got, I was just engaged in the scene. Like I was happy just to see these characters interact and to enjoy it. And, and that's what I was hoping would happen with this show. Like there, it's not going to look perfect. It's not going to look great. It's going to look fine, passable. And mm-hmm. as long as the actors are good and the story's engaging, won't matter. And that's, that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of the Hulk and uh, we got the second movie with Thor. Yeah. Going on to our next topic. Thor Love and Thunder is now officially the lowest rated Thor movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's currently sitting at 65% with Dark World at 66%, the first Thor at 77%, and Thor Ragnarok at 93%. Yeah, that's fair. When I saw this, I was not very... I was not shocked that it was low. I was a little shocked that it's being considered the worse than dark world yeah i mean dark world's always been marvel's like scapegoat like that's been the movie that everyone's like well at least it's not thor to dark world which exactly is still pretty entertaining like it's not it's not high art but it's also not like dumb Mm -hmm. you know and i just i actually just saw like before we started shooting a uh that sequence from the opening it was in it was a sequence that i was kind of like critical of recently i was talking to somebody about it the other day where i was like this whole CG fight sequence with the Guardians and with Hulk or Thor, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, man, this looked very expensive, but because I had no, there was no tension, there was no stakes, and I knew that nothing I was looking at happened. Like it was all in a computer from an overworked, underpaid person. I was like, I don't care about anything I'm looking at. Like the 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 the, the, the owl creatures, like 
you know, squawking each other on their motorcycles. I was like, I don't care about anything I'm looking at. And that was how I felt when I saw that sequence. But then I saw the sequence again, and it was that scene where uh, Thor, like, kicks both of the motorcycles and he does the split. Mm-hmm. And, like, they hold on it for, I don't know, like, 45 minutes. And I, I was like, this is dumb. Right. Like, I get that it's supposed to be funny, and maybe if it was only, like, 10 to 15 seconds, that would have been funny. But it, it's just kind of long and dumb, and that's how a lot of scenes were in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. the whenever I think about being critical of Thor, Love and Thunder, I, I immediately think of the entire Gods sequence. Right. Because I'm just like... I didn't like anything that happened in that sequence. Like there was no sequence or moment in that sequence where I'm like, that was really cool or that was really fun. Or I really like what I just saw everything about it. I'm like, I don't like anything I'm looking at. I don't like the zoo stuff. I don't like the fact that we only look at the gods for two seconds. I don't like the fact that like we're here at all. I don't like this place. I don't like the idea behind it. I don't like the execution or like the, the lack of stakes or the killing of Zeus and how nonchalant it was. Like, I don't like anything I'm looking at. And it's, that's a shame because you could tell that like they're making it with joy and they're really enjoying it. But like, and and I think when I first saw it, I was like, this is, I guess this is fun, but it would be hard to get me to watch this movie ever again. Right. And like, I've seen Thor, the dark world, like maybe twice more like one and a half times, you know? Cause like one time it was on TV and I think it was already like halfway through and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. But like once Malekith started talking, I'm like, all right, well that's the end of that. So, I don't know. I just, I was like, wow. So to tell me, to tell, you know, us that like, it's the lowest rated Thor movie. I'm like, yeah. I mean, review bombing aside, I would never watch this movie ever again. Yeah. I, I feel like one of the biggest things, because you can tell that with Love and Thunder, with all the jokes and all of that, you can really tell that they were like, hey, People loved how funny and entertaining and lighthearted Ragnarok, Ragnarok was. was. Yeah. And that's true. But the difference between Thor Ragnarok and Love and Thunder is Thor Ragnarok had some more, a bit more serious parts to it. Yep. It had more emotion and it had like an actual story and real plot. It was Whereas, balanced. It was it, it, exactly. It, it, it was a good balance. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's a much better way to say it. Whereas Love and Thunder kind of felt, it felt almost like a family guy joke. Yeah. Where you make the joke, then you go a little too long, and then you go almost long enough that you hope it gets funny again. And I felt like Love and Thunder kind of missed that funny again, or kind of shied off and were like, oh, no, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. We're not going to go too far. Yeah. Yeah. It it was the kind of movie... I don't have any like conspiracy theories about this movie. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. there was an agenda. I don't think that there was like a, you know, I, I, whatever the negative detractors for this movie are that don't like think about film criticism or, or, or f- stories and structure. But I will say like seeing how Watiti treated the press tour and seeing him on set during behind the scenes sequences, like it seemed, I don't know. It, it For me, it felt like most of the movie was shot with the second unit. Like it felt like it was just like, well, the, you know, he's not here, so we're just going to do whatever it says on the page and just, mm-hmm. like, hope for the best. And it's just, I don't know, it. it's like an SNL sketch that went on too long. It There's no stakes to it. Like, 
it almost felt like Star Trek Beyond, where it's like Star Trek Beyond felt like just like an income. The, the Kelvin timeline of Star Trek movies. The first two, they're like, the first one's setting the universe, so it's really important. And then the second one is like, it's also an allegory for 9-11, so it's got to be like really serious. And you're like, okay. Like, it's the most important thing, plus Khan. Mm-hmm. And then Beyond is like, what should have been the second movie, because it's just kind of like, well, there's some roly-poly aliens, and they're driving dirt bikes, and, you know, the, the crew separated, and they're like, they're all gonna, like, build a team. Like, it's a, it's a little chapter. Like, a little, like, oh, a little one-off. Like, the Whales movie, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's fun. That's what this movie felt like, where it's like, it, it's about the kids, you know? Like, the kids got kidnapped by the big scary bad guy, and Thor's gotta save them, and at no point are the children actually afraid, because every time they might be afraid, Thor checks in on them using holographic technology. Like, yeah. You know, and, and then the children get superpowers, because, like, power fantasy, but not, like, 80s power fantasy, where you imagine you're the protagonist, but rather that the protagonist has now given you his powers. It, it's not very good, Mm-hmm. It's not a very good movie, and the more I think about it, the more I don't like it, but not, like, in a way where I'm like, oh, they ruined it. Like, they could just say, that was a really stupid adventure I went on, you know? Right. The only thing they can't unmake is the fact that Thor now has an adopted daughter. Like, that is, that's something you can't unmake. You can't unring that bell now. Yeah. You know, the only thing you can do is, like, put her in daycare. <laughs> or or age her up like they always do, you know? But yeah. But, like, yeah, that that's the thing is that, I didn't really enjoy this story, but I also don't like the status quo of Thor at the end either. So, Mm-mm. like, what's there to like? It's, yeah, it, I can tell, I will say, one thing that was nice about it is you could really tell Chris Hemsworth enjoyed himself. Like, because yeah. I'm pretty sure one of the stipulations <laughs> with <laughs> Thor was, like, he didn't want to do serious. Like, he only wanted to do the fun, lighthearted right. Thor. And you can very much tell. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there is no moment where Thor actually, like, needs to be taken seriously. There's there's no seriousness in it. Like, I mean, even like, in the literally parts his... where he's supposed to and people right. are dying, he's like, oh, well, let me talk to my hammer. Right. Like, like my girlfriend is literally dying of cancer. Like, this is... This is the most serious it could possibly be, and we are we are given exactly four seconds to deal with that, mm-hmm. you know. And I wasn't expecting an adaptation of Aaron and Ribbick's book, you know. I wasn't expecting the God Butcher on screen. I think a lot of people were because they were using gore, and it's like, dude, you know who's making this movie, right? Like, you know why Hemsworth's still around, right? Like, because he doesn't want to be the stick in the mud Thor that he was for you know, the first two movies and also the first Avengers movie, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to be funny and, 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 and indulgent. Like, you know, he liked making that Ghostbusters movie that he's in. Yeah. It's really bad, but he liked being in it, you know? And that's, that's where, that's how they get him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it doesn't surprise me that it's low, that it's low rated, but I think that a lot of people are also fu- like suffering from what I'm suffering from, where it's like, I think I guess I enjoyed that. Like, I guess that was fun. There were a couple of fun moments, but like, yeah. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I didn't want any of the things we got. Right. Like, you it, know, it, I didn't not enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoyed yeah, like I, I wasn't like gritting it. my teeth and like gnashing my, you know, my, my, my nails together. I wasn't like, ooh, mm, you yeah. know. But, but I, I also didn't yeah. enjoy it like Ragnarok, which I have watched multiple times and will probably watch it again, multiple, like uh, again, maybe even a couple more times because it just had the good balance of everything. And 
yeah this one just yeah. didn't have the best balance but i mean no 65 percent though still better than a lot of movies out there better than yeah <laughs> better than average you know uh i don't know i i hope that it like it because i because I liked Eternals, and I, I think that it sent the wrong message to Marvel where they're like, don't be, like, don't do not do that. Don't be, like, don't don't go off the beaten path, you know? Um, and I don't think that's the lesson, and I don't think the lesson to be learned from this is, like, we can't make comedic Marvel movies. Um, we can't trust our directors to be creative. Um, I think it's more just, like, have oversight, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I, I... I also am glad we didn't get a situation like with the solo movie where like halfway through production, I think it was Lawrence Kasdan like called mommy and daddy and we're like, they're making a stupid improv comedy out of, out of Han Solo. We got to, we got to fix this. And then they like spent the equivalent of an entire movie budget to fix it. And right. what, what they got was a movie that I actually kind of like, but is two movies at the same time that, you know, couldn't possibly please everybody. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't spend like a four hundred million dollars to make a Thor four. <laughs> we don't, we didn't need this movie at all. Yeah. I know it's, we just basically complain. I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> complain about this movie all the time. But now that honestly, it was an okay movie. Like it was a good movie for what it was, but it just wasn't. I, it kind of so, deserved the sixty five percent. I it, it's earned. Like they earned that sixty five. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on to the next one. Uh, second to last topic for the day. Not too many today, but uh, so Michael Keaton came out and obviously is returning as Batman for the Flash. Whenever the Flash actually comes out, but <laughs> if, uh, if, if it if ever comes, about, it even I, comes out. Based on some recent news, I feel like we might we might be losing a Flash movie. I think we might not get a Flash movie. Like more, more like super recent because I haven't yeah. heard anything in addition check so the we'll chat to... i dropped the link it's in the chat right now but like okay yeah. i'll have to read that in a second but yeah, yeah, uh, have a look but uh, so the michael keaton thing i thought this was actually great because yes. he came out and he said that he came back to play batman not so much to be the character but because and quoting him he was just curious about it socially the whole thing is gigantic they have it, their entirely own world so I look uh so I like to look at it as an outsider thinking holy moly those were his words and I think that's like such a great reason because I didn't put it in here but there was another article uh where I'm pretty sure Michael Keaton said that he hasn't seen any of the movies yeah like he hasn't yes. seen a full he's DC Marvel movies or, or Marvel DC movies movie. yeah and so I just really like this that he's like you know what I I don't watch it. I'm not a part of that. But I love how interesting the world treats this world. Yeah. Like this whole superhero world. And I just really liked that. And I wanted to add that in here because. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I love Keaton's approach because Keaton is approaching it not from like he's not ancient, but he's also not a spring chicken. So mm-hmm. he's not trying to like build his brand. You know, he's right. Michael Keaton. He's like, it's done. I'm Michael Keaton. Like, I'm a big deal, I've got my brand, I'm good to go. But at the same time, he also is not so old that he's like, I'm not going to try new things, I'm not interested in new things. Like, he's not, like, Mm -hmm. quasi-retired. So, for him, he can be like, what is this? Like, let's try it. Like, I'm I'm young enough where I could be Batman again, and apparently, people will poop their pants over it. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I, I, like he remembers a time when, like, when he was cast as Batman, people were mad because he's Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice, and there's no way that would work. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers, like, doing one more that was really weird because his friend really had control. control and then he read the script for the third one and was like, I don't want to do that. Like, he's always been like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. And I love his approach. When he said he was he doesn't watch those Marvel and DC movies, he said, I don't I don't have that kind of time. I got better things to do. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such a like man in his fifties, sixties response. Like where it's I, I'm not gonna watch twenty six movies to understand what the hell's happening. I'm not I'm not gonna watch a movie that like has themes that I pioneered in them for the sole purpose of because I pioneered I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm, I'm if you want me to be Batman again, and you're gonna pay me Batman rates, and and people are gonna lose their shit over it, yeah, I'll be Batman. Yeah, and especially because like I'm not gonna sign one of them Marvel contracts where I gotta be Batman ten times. You know, I'm yeah. Batman in this, and maybe one other thing because it was fun because you cleaned up the suit and now I can turn my head and stuff. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll do that. And I love that Keaton like brings his. Like, not just cachet, because it's not like Keaton is, like, an Academy Award-winning actor who just commands pres. You know, it's not like Anthony Hopkins is going to be in this movie, you know, which mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins could throw his weight around when it came to Thor and go, like, I'm not going to do any more Thor movies. I'm out, you know? Like, kill me off, I guess. Kill Odin! Right. But uh, but with Keaton, it's like, he, he has this combination of being beloved and great, but also has, like, don't give an F about any of this where he can just go oh no and then just walk away (laughs) yeah and i love that like i love that about him and i love that uh, as an approach and i think it's a healthy one and i want to see more actors have that approach to these things like the because then it's like there's no confusion or surprises you know like when hugo weaving signed on to be red skull i'm sure marvel and, and 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 audiences expected him to be red skull and for red skull to be like a villain in the next captain america movie and instead he was like no i just wanted to be a villain that one time i'm good and they're like, right. there's an ex- there, there's a there's a there's a penalty that you have to pay. It's like, okay, I'll just pay it. No, I won't do it anymore. And it's like, okay, great. You've just like what? Right. And I love that, and I want to see that. Um, but I also then it it means that the people who are in these movies are happy to be in them, you know, mm-hmm. and are in them for because they want to do it, and or and or because they're building their career and they want to like have a bunch of credits to their name that have like a bunch of like money attached right. to them. Um, but yeah, Keaton's approach to this whole thing is 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 phenomenal. I like it because also he doesn't like have like a carefully curated response. Like it, every time he does an interview about these things, it's never the same interview. It's always he always says something weird. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he likes the idea that he lives in this like he wants to observe the world from the outside. Like how could you possibly watch it from the outside? You're in it, man. Right. You're literally Batman in that movie. You're not watching it from the outside, but he doesn't know what that means. And he's just like, yeah. "Ah, whatever. Ah, I'm Batman." It's great. Uh, but all right, so you grabbed this last one, so I'll yes. let you uh Oh my god. Okay, so one. within a few minutes of the show airing, the new head of like DC development at like Discovery has announced that the Batgirl movie. You know how we were always like, where is Batgirl going? Like it could come out in theaters. It com- it's coming out on HBO Max. Actually, it's not coming out ever anywhere ever. They're shelving it forever. It's done. They spent $90 million, and they're like, no, we're not going to make this movie. We're not going to release this movie ever. It's not going in the direction we want. We're not interested. The movie's over. Batgirl's dead. How 
how much did they film of it? I think they filmed the movie. Like, I think this movie is, if not 50, 75% done at least. That's a lot of money to yeah, invest and then pull the plug. $90 million. Now, like, we were just talking about this before we went live that yeah. I'm pretty sure DC Super Pets had a budget of $90 million. Right, right. But that was for children. Why would you not? Here's they, why. This has got to be some sort of like yeah. publicity stunt. No, I, I, David, I, CEO David Zaslav said uh, they're committed to making DC titles big theatrical event films and quote Batgirl isn't that. They say they do like the directors and the star so they're going to work with them one day but not on this. I feel like that's a lot of money and a lot of time to put into something to then go. Nah, you know I'm not. I'm. This isn't what I thought it was. Like I, 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 I yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, like the fact is, the movie supposedly is done, if not done enough, done enough mm-hmm. where it's like we got to we got to put the, the the special effects on it. But like, it's mostly people in costumes, so it's not like we're creating entire CG environments here. Right. Uh, but. I'm concerned because for them, it means because for him to say that they're committed to making big budget theatrical experiences or whatever, uh, the quote is big theatrical event films. That means that $90 million isn't enough. That means that like, yeah, that means that the mid budget action movie, the mid budget superhero movie still won't exist. And that is such a problem because most of these movies will make, $200 $200 million plus, right? They're going to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. They're going to make at least a certain amount. There is a there is a floor to how much these superhero movies can make just from name recognition and genre alone. And I think that when you balloon the budgets to $250, $300 million and more, you run the risk of making it too hegemonous, too uniform, and too safe. But mm-hmm. when you try something different... I mean, you get things like the Suicide Squad, which didn't make its money back. And I think that might be their problem. They're looking at this from a perspective of, like, the mid-budget superhero movie doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, we can't make them without losing our shirts. So, yeah. And then you have to look at, like, what they're doing next. You know, like, Batgirl was, I think, I think it was in production deliberately to come out on Disney or on HBO Max. Yeah. So, that idea, gone. Like, they're not making movies for HBO Max anymore. That that idea is, like, forget it. Which means Jaime Reyes better watch his ass. Because yeah. that movie ain't $300 million. I don't know. I uh, The fact that they canceled this Batgirl movie, I, I think that it also... It, it, it means the death of the mid-budget superhero movie. But it also, I think, means that Flash might be next. And I could see that. If it isn't next... Maybe what they're doing. Ooh, what about this? They canceled the the Batgirl movie to save money on, like, you know, everything else about it, even though they spent probably, let's call it $80 million, $90 million in this movie. They're like, well, no, we're going to need, like, $90 million in reshoots to make Flash come out. Because we need, like, a new actor and a so new you ending. you think they're going, hey, we need this budget over here. Right. Like, we need to allocate it over I here because, like... Because we, we don't even know, because Batgirl, right? It had Snyder Cut James Gordon in it. And it had Michael Keaton Batman in it. So it, 
Hold on, was this this was supposed to come out after Flashpoint and be We don't know and I don't think they did either and I think they were like what even is this? I wonder if that's where I I could definitely see that like I wonder if the Flashpoint situation with Ezra Miller like everything related to that and kind of making the direction forward iffy has made these guys a little iffy as well because they're like well it's kind of hard to go forward when the ground you're currently on might not be there tomorrow absolutely yeah no like how can we possibly produce release this movie that is the postscript to this calamity that we're planning on releasing in theaters and my, by the way, my point is, I know the money was spent. My, You need to spend money to finish and distribute a movie. Yeah. When when people talk about, like, how much a movie makes, the, the rule of thumb, according to this, is typically double the budget, and that's how much the movie has to make to break even. Mm-hmm. They usually spend, like, double the cost, or the cost of the movie on marketing. So if the movie's done and they don't market it, then they've already saved themselves $90 million. Yeah. So uh, that's of, me just reacting to the chat. But I, no, I, so I, I completely agree. Who yeah, know that a lot already? Of people, a lot of people hear, oh, it was already done filming. Why don't they just release it? Because there's a lot more that goes into that. Like, yeah, there they is have to finish it, clean more. it up, put up the CG. They have to distribute it. They have to pay uh, distributors. And they have to market the movie. And it will cost a lot of money. Like, about as much as it costs to make the movie, to finish mm-hmm. it. And so... If they're like, man, no, the movie costs ninety million dollars, but it's going to cost like one hundred eighty to two hundred million dollars, all things considered, f- to make this movie come out. Uh, instead, let's just cancel it now. Uh, somebody asked why they don't HBO Max it. They they were going to do that. That was the plan. Yeah. Now it's not coming out ever anywhere. Amazing. I, I would not be surprised if we hear something else about this. After we know the de- definitive, I don't think so. What's I, coming out of Flashpool? I mean, the or fact that the announcement Flashpool point, uh, yeah, Batgirl won't fly. Warner Brothers Discovery has no plans to release nearly finished ninety million dollar Batgirl movie. The fact is, right. I, I I genuinely think that this is the word. Like the word is, this movie's not coming out. I'm sure the actor and the directors will be like, ah, oh, and they'll have their own opinions about it, and they can they're free to say whatever they want, and I'm sure they will, but. As far as Warner Brothers Discovery is concerned, they're like, this is the word. Like, the movie's not coming out. Stop asking us about it. By the way, just for fun, release the movie. Like, release the files. Like, leak the movie. Right. right? And see what the internet does to complete it. I mean, that... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Honestly, that plus this... If we see some sort of campaign, probably not a campaign, but if I see a release Batgirl or release the Batgirl cut, this is marketing. Oh, 100%. If that's kind of hashtag starts coming out, because that's free marketing and that saves you the money. But I, what, what I was getting at was more once they figure out the flashpoint, they will know what scenes they need to reshoot and whether or not it's actually possible to yeah. kind of go back to this and go let's pl- like let's remove some of this we did spend this much money now that we know yeah we can get an actual ballpark of what we need but honestly this is very 
It's not Very good looking. S- it's not good looking. It, it's it's ba- bad optics for them to have made a movie starring a female person of color in the Bat family and to have spent $90 million and have them go, nah, it's done, mm. but we're never going to release it anywhere ever. And we have like a content farm app that we're trying to get people to subscribe to and we're not going to use it to like as a magnet. Mm-hmm. That that says to me that either the movie sucks, or it is it is such a complicated mess over there for them that they're like this only makes it worse. Like th- this is not part, and hopefully it means that they have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know that they're like, oh no, like the fact that Batfleck is going to be in the Aquaman two movie means that they have a plan, and this th- this this movie does not fit into that plan. I don't know. But I don't think there's a plan. I honestly I, think that's a fair so many of these things are le- like legitimately them going. Okay, Ezra, stop! Just, just stop! Stop everything! Let us do damage control on what's going on because they they dug themselves into a hole by trying to make everything so interconnected, and now they are finding out the downsides to having everything connected. Yeah, where at the end of the day. None of these had to be. No, they didn't. But like, like they, for them, they for them it did because they were like, no, we're going to be drawing comparisons to Marvel. We have to. We, we, they believed that they mm-hmm. had to make it connected. And what they the problem that they had, I think, the the mistake they made was that they thought that it was self explanatory. They thought it was easy, mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of work and oversight. Like, there's a reason why the universal monster thing didn't work out. You remember the, the, the dark matter or dark universe or whatever with like the mummy and the, and, and, and uh, Dracula and stuff with, with uh, Johnny Depp and Tom Cruise and everybody like there's a whole interconnected universe about monsters that they were right. going to make. And they, they did this, stu- this, this stupid cast photo of everybody with like Russell Crowe and everybody. And like that movie just, the, the first movie came out and they went, nah, like it's hard. It requires oversight planning money and accountability and Warner Brothers just wasn't interested in worrying about all that or they were but they were like oh but if things aren't immediately successful then we have to course correct immediately mm-hmm. and it's like that's not the right lesson either so I mean it, it, it this is certainly a Warner Brothers move despite the <laughs> fact that it's discovery is is oh no this isn't what we wanted course correct throw the whole movie away <laughs> I I just can't believe they're getting rid of the whole thing. I know, especially because it's like, done. Like, I get why Sony should stop filming Madam Web right now, but I don't get why Warner Brothers is throwing an entire finished Batgirl movie like, in the garbage. Because it, the thing that baffles me is like there there's there's one thing of going, hey, we're we're just putting this to the side for the moment. There's another right. of going, it's not coming out. Just like yeah, just straight up canceling. Like that's a bold bold move so i yeah that's crazy i know i can't believe it i i i've never seen anything like this before and you know we live in unprecedented times man here we are another another crazy thing that a movie studio did that would never have done before or maybe does but only behind closed doors amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's exciting hey no more backer movie ever (laughs) And who knows why? I, maybe maybe we'll get a statement about 
like the motivation behind it. But them just saying we're interested, we're still interested in making uh, blockbuster event films, but this is not one of those things. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I, I mean, like I think they mean it's like maybe it was too intimate and 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 like small. Like I mean, they lost money on the Suicide Squad, which was big, but still genre based and clearly directorially driven you know it's like it had a, it had a clear voice and that birds of prey movie which also had a clear director voice and also had like it was a smaller story you know i think that they were like we don't we can't afford another birds of prey mm-hmm. and so that's where we are you know and, and and of course they also know that they have a turkey on their hands when it comes to flash they're like i don't know what to do yeah, and and you and you made a Batgirl movie. Like while we were trying to figure out what the hell to do with this Flash movie, you went ahead and made like a, probably a very clearly driven like uh, director's voice, you know, intentional movie that has a really like distinct feel, and that doesn't make us a billion dollars. Uh, it's it's funny because I bet I bet when they were discussing this the Batgirl thing they yeah. were like they were probably in that like a room discussing it and what they had two directions they could go in the direction with Michael Keaton the flashpoint event all of that put them in there yep or Robert Pattinson the Batman <sighs> have it connected to that could you imagine if instead of this being like in that one if it had turned out the Batman 2 yeah had Batgirl in it Right, Batman and Batgirl. Yeah, like I, it, it could. But have it can't worked. be this Batgirl. Saying, it can't be this Batgirl anymore. Like this, this is just. Well, and the Pattinson oh. thing, I, I think it's pretty clear. Like Joker is its own thing. The Pattinson movies are their own thing. Yeah. Aquaman is part of the DCEU. You know, Batgirl was the what factor. Yeah. You know, the Suicide Squad part of the DCEU. Well, you know, like there's the Batman. I feel like is kind of in that situation of it wasn't but it did so well that they're like how could we make this part of the main universe yes absolutely no i think you're right about that uh but uh i that's where we are (laughs) that's uh that is where we are but uh we don't have any more topics here for today but uh that's enough yeah that i can't believe that happened just now though i know I know. Apparently the article came out at one in the afternoon, but like maybe that was uh, Pacific time. But <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching to today's episode of Absolute Comics. He is Sal. I'm Dan. We are sponsored by G Fuel. Be sure to use code COMICS at checkout to save 10% on your order. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. We are trying to hit that 100,000 subscriber mark, and you can help us do it. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you all next week.